Hello and welcome to ASA Reads. Today we'll be reading five ghost stories from Reddit. Story 1 My great-grandmother opened a portal to hell and cursed all the women in my family. This story makes me so nervous telling. I feel like I'm exposing darkness every time I speak about it. My grandmother invited possibly the devil himself into her home and brought a curse onto all of the females in our family after her. I have always wondered if this is the reason for all of my misfortune in life or why every home I've lived in feels like something has followed. Let me start from the beginning of the story. What I'm about to tell you are the accounts of my mother and the daughters of my great-grandmother, which are my grandmother, my mum's mum, and her sister, my great-auntie. For as long as my grandma and aunt could remember, my great-grandma had a crystal ball, a Ouija board and a pendulum all on her den table. She was a witch. She would hold seances and pregnant women would come to her to determine the sex of their babies. Over a hundred women came to her for this service and out of those a hundred she was never wrong. They all had what she said they would and she charged two dollars for this. The year is 1967. My great-grandmother was 14 and my great-auntie was 13. They were wild girls who liked to go out with boys, skip school and come home late after partying. Throughout the years, my great-aunt, who was the main target of my great-grandmother's mischief, experienced several strange phenomena linked to my great-grandmother. From a white veil coming down from the sky and almost suffocating her after my great-grandmother found out that she'd lost her virginity to a black coffin appearing on my great-grandma's porch. And when my great-grandma got mad at my aunt for not answering the phone to her. There's so many other strange things, but these were particularly odd and unexplainable. However, none of these small accounts would compare to the night when my great-grandmother went from doing a little bit of magic to full-on inviting darkness itself into her home. One summer night in 1967, my grandmother and great-aunt came home 2am drunk. They were loudly giggling and stumbled into the home. When coming in, my great-grandmother was sitting in her den waiting for them. She was furious but they laughed and just told her to go back to bed and get over it. Outraged and feeling like she had no way of controlling her daughters, she fell to her knees and began praying out loud to the devil himself for him to teach her daughters a lesson and make them behave. They didn't take her seriously. They were mocking her as they stumbled into the bedroom they shared and began getting changed into their nightdresses. Quickly falling asleep, 3am approached. About an hour went by and my great-aunt began hearing my great-grandmother's brother, who lived with them, coming down the hall. Which was odd because his bedroom was on the other side of the house and there was no reason for him to be in the hallway. She knew it was him because he suffered from stroke, so one of his legs dragged behind him. So she heard him coming, a footstep and a drag, over and over until it was outside of their open bedroom door. Laying on her side with her back to the door, she called out in Spanish, Tio, what's wrong? Do you need something? No response. As she tries to turn around and sit up, she realises she can't move. A sense of pure evil filled the pitch black room. Panicking now, she suffers for over 30 minutes, paralysed as she feels someone standing right behind her. Fully knowing this wasn't her Tio, it was something malicious. She began to feel her cover slowly pulled off her body 
and her nightgown began to be pulled up over her shoulders. A quick slap to her back and an immense burning pain. She jolted to life and is able to move again, bursting into tears as she jumps out of bed. My great-aunt, now in hysterics, starts trying to wake up my sleeping grandmother next to her. She awakes and instantly starts freaking out and uncontrollably crying as well. The whole time this was happening to my great-aunt, my grandmother was having a dream that she died and went to hell, in her dream which was only about an hour. She spent years in hell suffering. They held each other tightly, but my great-aunt's back was hurting her so bad. After telling her sister... Of her experience, she shows her back to my grandma and her back was a burn-like lesion in the shape of a goat hoof with three distinct finger-like marks, as if they couldn't be more traumatised by the experiences they both had. That mark was all the validation that they needed to know this was real. Calming down now, my great-grandmother all of a sudden is at their bedroom door, startling them with a loud menacing laugh. She then spoke the craziest thing. She said, oh, my poor girls, did something scare you? After that day, the house never felt the same. Even if you had all windows open and all the lights on, it still felt dark. Doors would slam, locks would flick back and forth, kitchen drawers would open and silverware would fly out. Even late at night, the piano would play by itself. The house began to rot and fall apart. It stayed in the family until recently when my great-aunt, who inherited the house after my great-grandmother passed away, fixed it up and sold it to someone who is unknowing of all of this. My great-aunt didn't want to own the house, much less live in it, knowing what was there and the events that had took place. I mean, how could she forget she has a hoof-shaped scar on her back to this very day? You see, it should have ended with my great-aunt and my grandmother, but when she prayed to whatever it was that answered her, she asked for it to teach her daughters a lesson, and that means every daughter in our family, after her is included. We all had terrible relationships with our mothers and unexplainable things happened to us, from bad luck to paranormal activity. So if you move to the centre of New Mexico, be careful, because you could be moving into a home with an over 40-year-old curse and a portal. Story 2. The Midwife Ghost When I was in my late teens, early twenties, I was staying at a friend's house. It was a big and old house that didn't give off any weird vibes. That afternoon, I was walking through the living room which was pitch black, curtains closed and no lights on. I ended up tripping on a vacuum cleaner. I was about to fall when I felt a hand on my chest push me back up. No one was there. I was a little freaked, but I brushed, I brushed it off and went on with my life. I went to bed later and woke up during the night to see a lady sitting at the end of my table. She was wearing an old-looking nurse uniform with a white bandana. She was just watching me. I didn't feel scared or unsafe. It was just a calm feeling. I closed my eyes and when I opened them again, she was gone. That morning, I told my friend and her parents about it. My mother went and grabbed a book from the shelf full of old photos. Their house used to be a place where people would come to give birth, like a hospital, but just for birthing and stuff. While looking through the book, I saw a picture of the midwife I saw. It was an odd experience. It wasn't necessarily creepy, 
and I like to think she was making sure I was okay and just keeping me safe. Story 3 I Met a Dead Relative It was Thanksgiving 2019. My family was holding Thanksgiving dinner at my grandma's sister's house. She had just moved to Oklahoma, so my grandmother wanted to spend Thanksgiving with her. When we got there, there were a few others, but we still had to wait for the rest to show up, so in the meantime we just did whatever. My grandma's sister breeds Pomeranians for a living, so her house is basically a Pomeranian farm. Me and my brother wanted to check the puppies out, and we needed to pass some time, so that's what we did. She has two large pens outside and a pen in her garage to keep the newborn puppies and their mothers in until they're ready to go outside. It was pretty wet outside so I opted out of going in the mud while wearing white shoes. We made our way to the garage and when we came in there was an older man sitting in the recliner watching the puppies. I know it's bizarre just to have a recliner sitting around your garage but it's what she sits in while she worms the puppies. There's always a lot of them, so she likes to be comfortable while doing it. We told him hi and introduced ourselves. He introduced himself as Dean and said he was my grandma's sister's husband. We kept chatting for about 30 minutes, then we left. When we went back into the kitchen to see their progress, they were sitting at the table. They called for everyone to come to the table. I went back out of the garage to get Dean, but he wasn't there. I went back to the kitchen and I told my grandma that I went to get Dean, but he wasn't in the garage like I last saw him. She responded with, huh. I repeated myself, and she said that Thanksgiving isn't the day to make those kind of jokes. I was confused and told her I wasn't making any jokes, and said he was in there earlier. She looked me in the eyes and said, Dean has been dead for five months. It wasn't brought up at dinner for obvious reasons, but I told my brother later that night when we got home about what my grandma had said. I've been back to her house numerous times since then, and every time I go in the garage, all I can think about is that 30-minute conversation, but my brother refuses to go back into the garage at all. Story 4. My dead sister is following me. Eight years ago, my sister Carly passed away. She was the person I was closest to and was able to talk to her about anything. Over the last year, me and my girlfriend started noticing weird things happening around our apartment, such as our TV and PlayStation turning on and off by itself, and our speaker would also turn up by itself. One day, my girlfriend and her friend decided to use a Ouija board while I was at work. She asked several questions, one of which was being if she was speaking to my sister, Carly. Carly replied, yes. The next question was if Carly had anything to say to me. And Carly replied, I'm sorry. When I returned from work, my girlfriend told me about the experience she had. And I had to see for myself, so we set up the board and I asked who was talking to us. She replied, Carly. I was overwhelmed with emotions, happy, sad and excited. I just didn't know how to feel. I then asked if there was anything she wanted to say to me and she replied, I love you. I then began to cry and had to say goodbye. I haven't used it to talk to Carly since. Strange occurrences kept happening around the house after that. Since then, I had my son and we bought him a white noise machine. Sometimes at night, it turns on by itself. And last night, the weirdest occurrence yet, my son started to cry and as I was about to get up, his white noise machine turned on. 
I couldn't help but feel that was Carly watching out over me and my son. Story 5 My son is seeing people in my home. My seven-year-old son just informed me that he has been seeing people in my home. I was standing at my kitchen island with my back to my dining room and my son was on the opposite side facing me. It was bright outside and we were talking about his homework and laughing when he looked behind me and pointed saying, there's a girl in a pink shirt behind you. I said, what? And he said, a girl with a pink shirt. She just walked across the room behind you. My heart started to pound, so I, of course, looked and said, are you sure? But he was adamant. Now, the night before, he and I were walking out of my bathroom into my bedroom, which was dark when he said, Mom, I saw a rabbit hop under your bed and asked if I saw it too. I laughed and said it was just a shadow, honey, and blew it off. He then told me about the girl in the pink shirt. He said, Mom, my brain is seeing people in our house. He said it just started, but I have seen a few people. This is a normal, everyday kid who plays baseball and loves everything boy-related. I'm a nurse practitioner, so I know what signs to look out for when it comes to mental illness, and there were none. I will say that when my son was born, he was very ill. He was born at 26 weeks and wasn't supposed to make it through the night. Obviously he did, and a few month, at a few months old, he went into cardiopulmonary arrest in my arms and technically died. I did CPR until help came, and they eventually revived him. It makes me wonder if that has something to do with it. You know the whole, if you die, you can see dead people. Please God, I hope it's not that. He also had an unusual concern with death for his age. I don't mean in a creepy way. I mean more concerned about when my husband and I will die and when we will see him, etc. Also, since his grandfather passed away, he also asks about him. Where is he? Is his soul still here? So on and so forth. My 11-year-old would never have asked those questions before. I don't know what's happening, so it's starting to freak me out. It doesn't feel heavy or dark in my room, and my son doesn't seem scared, so I don't know who else to ask. Thank you for listening to ESC Reads. We hope you'll join us in our next video where we'll look at another five scary stories. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope you're not too scared to sleep tonight.